Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Greetings and welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, when we left you, it was simply going to be, yes, Alex Cobb getting a no-hitter. He's one out away. Or are we really going to talk about utter devastation? Well, we're talking about utter devastation. With two outs in the ninth inning, right? Matt, uh, Alex Cobb with a no-hitter. He had walked a few batters, so he had a couple of walks. In fact, he walked sure. a batter in the ninth inning. Uh, the Reds had committed an error, so it couldn't be a perfect game. There's one on in the ninth inning, and all he needs to do is get one more out. He gets a fly out to right for out number two. Okay, Friedel flying out to right field. And then disaster strikes. With a strike on the batter, we get a double 
to right field from Spencer Steer that brings – and look, Spencer Steer is having a great year. He's a yeah. really good young player. All right, his OPS is over 800. He hits a double to the wall to bring in a run. Cobb finishes the game. Next batter is Ellie De La Cruz, who can't hit a five-run homer. It doesn't matter. The Giants he win. He tried, though, and no, he strikes no, out to end the game. <laughs> no no-hitter for Alex Cobb. But watching this play at least four or five times since it happened, Luis Matos, the right fielder, takes a really bad angle to this ball. And the ball is one of those where it's it's ticketed for the gap, and Matos is kind of running alongside uh, where the ball is to look to get it, and it and, and he gets to the point, and the ball is ten feet over his head. And had he taken a better angle instead of straight across, I don't think he really saw where the ball was going. He's able to maybe get to a point where he can make an athletic play or maybe he can get the ball itself because he kind of takes a straight line across. And had he gone back a little bit, he's maybe right there for the ball. He makes a running catch. Like, look, I don't know, but if he makes the catch, maybe he's there. Maybe it was too hard. But I know watching this, he took a bad route to the ball. I was just stunned in, in that. I'm watching it going... I could see on the television, this ball is further than where he's running. This ball is further than where he is running, and he kind of gives that leap in the air that he's not even close to it, and it turns into into an RBI double for Steer, and he winds up not getting the no-hitter. It was it was painful to watch because here's Alex Cobb, who's 35 years old, and you can tell some pitchers, they, they don't know they're pitching a no-hitter or they're so locked in it doesn't matter. Cobb is feeling every moment of this, right? Every single moment. Yep. You see him breathing on the mound. He looked like 131 he was be, pitches yeah. to finish was, the game. Come on. He he was going to be hyperventilating. He's got his hands in the air for Slater's catch that saves the no-hitter in the eighth inning. Uh, you see, he's doing, like, breathing exercises to be able to pitch the final batter, and Steer hits one, and it's just where Matos takes a really bad route to the ball, and he probably could have gotten to the point where maybe he makes a play on it or not. But I know for a fact, watching this, he, 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 he did not give himself a chance on that, and I, I think he's got to know he took a bad route to the ball there. Yeah, it's the old – uh, you know, the first step has got to be back, 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 uh, and straight back. Uh, and I'm looking at where uh, the, your target running spot would be with all of these scores on the wall. It would have been to where you're seeing the Orioles bludgeoning the White Sox 9-3. Uh, if he'd run straight to that spot, he might have had a shot to catch it. I do like the Ole. Hey, look, I gave it my the good old college try. Uh, Cobb, I know, is salty because he thought, you know, long after my playing days, Anytime I want to make a couple of thousand dollars, I'll be able to go and do an autograph signing. No hitter. Oh, sure. Instead, you stole it from me. (laughs) You stole it from me with a bad route. Uh, Look, it was a line drive, though. I mean, there was absolutely no loft on that ball at all either. No, he he had to take the right – he had to get a good jump and take the right route to the ball. And I'm like – and I understand that, but, dude, this is the final out of a no-hitter, man. This is where you you got to be on your game. You got to be ready for this, and he just wasn't there. It was a – I'm I'm watching it again here. They're showing the highlights on on MLB Network. Work and it's a big hit, but he comes in and then can't get back, and it's a bad route. And he doesn't wind up getting the ball. You 
know, Slater winds up getting it yeah. out of center field. It was a really bad route. It was a bang-bang play, and that's why I want to say I don't know that he would have made the catch, but he might have had a chance to it. He could have had a diving catch, could have made a leaping catch, a running catch. He was really close to it, but a really bad route to the ball because you can see him kind of take a first couple of steps in and then go straight across towards the ball and leap, and it's behind him. It would you be know, one of those uh, cases like when you're playing either street baseball or – you know, basketball with your friends, and someone would yell, "Oh, cheater's proof!" <laughs> so you got you got saved by your outfielder last inning. This guy was not able to do it. <laughs> mm. And I can't tell you know it's funny you say that because I can't tell you how many times, still at this level, when I, when I'm when I'm coaching the girls that that I coach in 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 uh, Zoe's team, and even the All Stars State Championship going to this team, there there there's still four or five times over the course of a month where I have to, to after a play I have to tell one of the girls. As an outfielder, where is your first step? Back. What did you do right there? I came in. Okay. Yep. First step is back. Got it, got it, got it. And it, it just happens. It just happens that, that that instinct takes over and you, you either don't get a good read on the ball and it's your first step is back. Because it, it's, it's, it's the first thing you learn when you're an outfielder. When you're there, mm-hmm. step is back. You can always come in. Can't always go back. First step's got to be in. And, you know, maybe he was playing a little bit more shallow because you want to guard against the bleeder because, you know, that's got to be in everybody's mind that, hey, he almost gave it up in the in the eighth inning with that with that little dying quail to center field. But at the same time, okay, if you're if you're if you're if you're thinking that you're playing a little bit in, you got to know when that is hit. I mean, look, Matos has played a while. It's not his first game in the major leagues. Uh, you got to know that this has got to be a better route you take to the ball than that circuitous route he took. And I guarantee you he's mad. He's mad at himself. He knows yeah. he took a bad route. He didn't get to that ball. Could have saved a no-hitter. But still, it's really frustrating to know if you're Alex Cobb that, boy, had, had he just maybe taken a, a different route, maybe he catches it. I mean, the guy hit it hard. Steer hit it hard. It wasn't one of those well, all big the other thing, make, make a better pitch. He doesn't but, uh, hammer it the same way. <laughs> I'll tell you, it really. See was. what I did there? I put yep. it back on Cobb. I see you did. I, I like that. I like that. Uh, but you, you know what I did like, honestly. You know, I, I like the boy? most is that Gabe Kapler left him in the game. Yeah. Because Dave Roberts left the Dodger game because it's the Diamondbacks as a 13-game lead. He got on a supersonic jet and was <laughs> flying to San Francisco to take Alex Cobb out of the game. What? No, we're going to go to the ninth inning? No, no, no. We can't. We can't have it. But Gabe Kapler leaves him in the game. He's into the ninth inning at 113 pitches at 35 years old. And and, and the fact, hey, I'm going to leave you in. And not only that, because normally a pitcher like that, hey, okay, he gives up the first hit. I'm going to take you out of the game. Nope. Nope. You're staying in there to finish. Like, finish hey, it off. You've thrown 125 pitches. Do we got to get you out of here? Because we're still a playoff team. You know, we're, we're, we got playoff hopes and dreams. We're six games over 500. We want you to pitch. You've pitched pretty well this season. ERA's about three and a half. No, no, no. Going to leave you out there to finish this game so you can get everything you need and everybody gives you a big ovation. Uh, no, I dig that Gabe Kapler did that, man. That's something that 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 managers, they win the team, you win a dugout, and they love you even more when you're saying, hey, you have a chance to do something special. I'm going to allow you to do this, even though maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it because I know you want to do it and it's the right, and it's going to be a memory of a lifetime for you. He'll look back yeah. at his career Look, Alex Cobb has pitched Major League Baseball for a long time, right? It's been there. He had early days with the Rays where he was really good. You yep. thought he would be one of the best pitchers in baseball for a while. Didn't quite work out that way, but still, you're talking about a guy who is who is 
you know, not in the middle, but, you know, still 35 years old. He's in, you know, a 12-year career. Uh, this would be the a- absolute ultimate highlight personally for him, and Gabe Kapler gave him a chance to do it, and I dig that. Yeah, I think the other part to it, Jason, is that you do have a 6 nothing lead. So it's like you busted your ass. We got your back. Let's finish this thing. Right. There's there's something still to be said in this day and age. And we talk about it all the time. The complete game, you know, the no hitter. Obviously, you want that. Right. There's so much to it. And and I joke kind of about the autograph shows or whatever. I mean, that's that's revenue streams. Right. Uh, Whenever we we get into those kind of things, when you have those kind of milestones and and big events, uh, those are things you'll trade on forever. But 131 pitches, you're still in the playoff hunt. You're a mid-30s guy, and you've got a manager who's been through it, right? A guy we've talked to a bunch uh, in our tenure on the show back when he was part of the Dodgers organization and everything. You know, when you're talking about uh, a guy that, you know, knows what this means to a clubhouse, a guy that, you know, as much as we get into – managers and guys that played at the highest level. We do this with head coaches in football, whatever, where there's maybe a a difference and and a different tack that gets taken. For Gabe Kapler, I think this was one to send a message to your squad. All right, we're finishing at a complete game in this day and age as you're heading towards September. How many of those are we going to see? Right right now we're celebrating Clayton Kershaw, right in line for the win, Mookie bleeping bets with another home run, all of this stuff. But – I mean, Kershaw got through five. It's like, yeah, he's in line for the win. And you're hoping to get five or six most nights out of him. This guy got to go the the distance, man. 131 pitches. Somewhere, Nolan Ryan raised a glass of whatever the hell it is that Nolan Ryan drinks for excellence to celebrate 131 pitch performance. Now, the only downside to this, and obviously he didn't get the no-hitter, is that, you know, I'm sure Kapler had his arm around him walking off the field saying, okay, Alex, hey, you didn't get it. Uh, but I left you in that game, right? Yeah, I did you solid. Yeah, Skip, thanks a lot. Okay, now we're going to go to the post-game training table, and you're going to eat seaweed and quinoa and all <laughs> kinds of healthy stuff. He really man. did and get after your not- diet quite a bit when he <laughs> used to join us. But wait, but wait. Yeah, I mean, when we had Gabe Kapler on, when he was, uh, when he, he was, when he was an executive with the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Right before he became a manager, he was he used to come on the show all the time, and we talk about all the health food that he. Well, would the health eat. food <laughs> blogs he had going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you'd say something about you know something you ate, and he'd just mock you. Yeah, it was exactly. great. <laughs> he'd just be like, "Come on, man!" And then he'd give us a recipe. He always had like some random recipe for a oh, smoothie yeah, yeah. or That's some right. sort of vegetable dish that he That's wanted right. you to make. No, he did. And I had best. it written down. I had that smoothie recipe written down for the longest time, saying, "Well, I got to try it at some point." <laughs> so when Gabe Kapler comes on the show, but you know what happened? He got it. He got the managerial gig with the Phillies. He didn't come on after, and that was it. He couldn't, yep. and he couldn't come on anymore. I'm like, "All right, I'll, I'll put it somewhere." And I had. But I had that thing for the longest time, and I'm like, ah, oh, now, now, now I, who knows where it is? I mean, no, who, we I had mean, a lot of fun. Like those yeah. conversations would get uh, you know, good baseball knowledge, a lot of stuff about the minor leagues, and insights about getting through uh, the developmental side of it, and then it would inevitably get into diet, exercise, and uh, 
well, us feeling a little worse about ourselves. Oh, <laughs> you know, I had yeah. Krispy Kreme uh, delivered last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, hey, I was a hero today because, you know, last night on the show, you know, you ordered Krispy Kreme and we had some left over. You took some home. I took some home. I was the hero of the day because both Pam and Zoe get up this morning and they see that big Krispy Kreme box. They're like, oh, dad, dad did us a solid. There yeah, no, go. they love me this morning, man. Hey, here you see, go. There you the Krispy go. Kremes. There you go. Yeah. All about the love. That's it. Yeah. You know, and you texted me today. Boxer. How many donuts did you have on the way home? And I said zero. But I had two when I, I got up pr- this morning. Well, I was pretty proud of you that you got you had a big zero. I'm not oh, going to no, no, claim the same. I, no, I had no, no. one before I went to bed. Yeah. No, I can't eat like that late at night. No, that's one thing I know yeah. I can't do. Can't can't eat can't yeah. eat like that late at night before I'm going to bed. Like but you know, I, what was weird though. Like I, I don't normally dream. I had a very vivid dream because, like, my, my birthday was it an up, awesome dream? It was an awesome dream. Okay. There's no question about it. To okay. uh, quote the great Lionel Richie, is um, you know we've been talking about uh, my daughters and I going to see Sting as part of the birth- birthday festivities. He's gonna be at the Hollywood Bowl. I had a dream that we were at some random party where suddenly the police were going to play a set at like the swanky whatever it was at somebody's condo. And my you, daughter you mean the was, actual band, the police, the police. Yeah. Okay. Not so like just Stewart's police officers there. were showing up. No, okay. no, no. So Stuart Copeland and Andy Summers are there and they're sting. And my older daughter wasn't watching any of the stuff as they were getting ready uh, to take, take to the little mini stage that was constructed because someone had smashed some Lego set that sting had built. And she was convinced she had to put it back together. Very vivid. Very weird kind of thing. It's like, they're singing Roxanne. Come on. I, I don't normally dream or remember it. I was like, what the hell? Like, so, yeah, that was last night. All because of a Krispy Kreme at midnight. Oh, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's awesome when suddenly it's like, man, I wake up and go, what kind of dream was that? What kind of, what kind of dream was that that I have? I mean, not someone quite, told me yesterday. I mean, not quite like my Zach Wilson dream. When, no. you know, I was, I was, the Jets asked me to watch over him while he was signing autographs at a mall. Well, uh, which, I mean, really, do you think that that's so out of the realm that the Jets no. would call me and say, hey, dude, you got to watch over. Uh, Potential uh, is there. there. He's uh, he's he's going to sign autographs in a mall, and we're not quite sure how it's going to go. So we need you to be able to watch over him a little bit. No, that's something go. I think they would do. That that's for where uh, Harmon's mind goes, and and mm. folks, right now, uh, you know, light a candle, say a prayer for him. <laughs> But I'll tell you, awesome stuff. So close for Alex Cobb. And, and Matos misplays it, but Kapler leaving him in. It was an awesome, awesome moment. We nearly had another no-hitter in Major League Baseball. Uh, exit, how about a fresca? Exit, Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, we get back into a big story from today from the NFL. It was cut-down day, well, in more ways than one. That's next right here. Jason and Mike. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. Like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. 
They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. Now, I got to tell you this, Mike, because this was something, you know, we've been talking about Alex Cobb, his pursuit of a no-hitter, you know, perfection. And you never know when you can get it, right? And and Alex Cobb didn't get it. We're going to play the play-by-play of the hit that broke up the no-hitter with two outs in the ninth inning just a few moments ago. But, you know, many times in your life, you, you get perfection when you're not looking for it, okay? Now, last night, we, we, well, we talked about the bad night. 
Kyle Baraclaw had uh, pitching for the Red yeah. Sox. Gave up 10 runs. Alex Cora didn't take him out of the game. I said, mmm, Bearclaw, you wound up buying donuts for everybody because, you know, you wanted a Bearclaw. Uh, that's, how, that's how it works. Well, I mean, that's kind of how it worked. I didn't get a Bearclaw, yeah. but we got the equivalent. Everybody yeah, was enough. happy. Everybody got fed. We had sugar to finish the show. 100%. Let me tell you. I found perfection today, and I wasn't even looking for it. Right? Look at that. So Pam and I go out to lunch, and we go to Rock and Wagner, which is a, like kind of a bakery that they have sandwiches and everything too. We're like, okay, okay. Cool. So we go to Rock and Wagner, and it's just a, you know, it's just a, a place in LA that sells really good bread. Very, very, you know, very. Uh, uh, how do I say? A very popular, trendy place to buy uh, all kinds of bread, right? They have lines, a little bit of bougie to else. it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. But like everything is cheap. It's not really, really expensive. It's just one of those cool places. So we go there for lunch and I get a sandwich on pretzel bread. And I said, what do you want on the side? And I said, ah, ah, they have tater tots. You know me, I like tots. I'll get the tots on the side. The sandwich comes. Sandwich is fantastic. I'm not lying to you. In my life, 52 years old, this was the best serving of tater tots I have ever really had. This was that? perfection in a tater tot. It was so crunchy on the outside, perfect on the inside, salted perfectly. I'm saying, I said, I, t- I took a bite my first and I said, Pam, you got to have this. She goes, what? Because she's not really a tater tots person. I said, this is the best tater tot I've ever had in my life. I have found it right. And I've had all kinds of tater tots. They slather it with cheese and onions and stuff and gravy. No, no, no. Tater tot. Absolute perfect. 52 years old, I had the perfect tater tot. Now I'm going to want to go there at least once a week just to order tater tots because they met. I actually, I went and I said, hey, can I talk to the chef? They're like, yeah, was everything okay? I said, yes. And I said, these were the best tater tots I've had in my life. And I've, and I've had 52 trips around the sun. I don't know if the guy got it when I said that. He's like, thank you. I like, already got it. Like, yeah, a little these bit were the best. You, sure. ta- I found perfection in tater tots today. I wasn't even looking for it. It was amazing. I'm going to be honest. Amazing. I'm looking at their website now. I mean, I don't know if the umlaut is pro- appropriately used. I mean, I read a giant interview where Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull was making fun of other bands like Motorhead and stuff kind of misappropriating and Motley Crue mm-hmm. um, because he has a new album out called Roke Flute with okay. the umlaut and the sure. punctuation used <laughs> appropriately. Uh, so I don't know if this is used right at Rock and Wagner. But I, I am telling you, I, I like the idea of bachelor loaves and craft buns. I'm in. Mm. It was, I, I can't tell you how outstanding it was. Absolutely outstanding. Perfection. Perfection in a tater tot. I never thought I'd get there. Tater Perfection in a tater tot. Tater I didn't tots. think about it. I mean, do you think they made them themselves or were these iced and bagged from somewhere else? Bagged I don't know, tag. man, but they, they were so crunchy and they were so perfect on not mealy at all. Everything around and the salt and there's a little bit of ketchup. Oh, my God. It was, it was, I'm, I'm saying this, I found perfection. I found a perfect. I should call Duff Goldman that. and go, best thing I ever ate, dude. Go have the tater tots at Rock and Wagner. This is kind of a big deal. I mean, it is a euphoric moment i could tell but they sound uh, an excitement in your voice because mm. let's face it i mean there, there's a lot of tots that have been had through the years so this is uh something that really hit you in the Tater least tot. expected spot 
perfection, absolute perfection. Now, speaking of perfection, it was a no-hitter that Alex Cobb was headed towards, and we told you it got broken up with two outs in the ninth inning. Uh, Steer with a big – Steer's had a pretty big year for the Reds. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about Ellie De La Cruz. Steer's having a pretty big year himself, 20 home runs, 70 RBIs. He's got OPS of 800. Uh, he doubles to the wall in right, but Luis Matos, the right fielder, takes a really bad route to the ball. He comes in a couple of steps, cuts across, not near enough to the ball that he needs to be to make it, and it falls in for a double to break up the no-hitter with two outs in the ninth inning. Here's how it sounded on the Giants radio network. 0-1 pitch. There's a drive in the right center field. On the run, Matos back into his right, and it's over his head. It will roll into the sixth archway, and that's the first hit coming around to score is Senzel, and it is six to one, and that takes away the no hitter for Alex Kahn. Oh, just a you can see Matos and uh, really bad route to the ball. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know how you feel if you're Alex Cobb. Are you? Do you feel like I did everything I could, or do you feel like and and you and you and you do you feel like I did it all and I'm, I can't blame myself, or do you feel, man, if you had just taken a little bit better route to that uh, man, you could have made that play. Remember, he got saved the inning before. This is so, true. So some true. You, you you take, some you give away, some. In this case, I mean, he hammered the ball too, right? I mean, that was not a cheap hit. Nor was it an easy routine play. So now we're talking about, all right, if you'd taken a 3.2-degree step to your right and back versus <laughs> left and back. I mean, that, that's where we're at with our sports science uh, as we evaluate this one, Jason. So I, I don't know that I want to overthink it in that regard. Uh, I, I think if you're Cobb, you're, you're satisfied with your effort. You're probably a little pissed at the, that you left the ball up in the zone because you gave him a pitch to drive to the gap. Right, so I would think you're a little saltier at yourself than you are the outfielder, and one okay. that got away. I can see that. I, I, I can see you're more mad at yourself there. I can well, see. Well, I mean, I, I look, see that look, you. we're we're all uh, well. At least I am. I'm more apt to blame myself for myriad things in life, which really aren't my fault. <laughs> uh, versus <laughs> folks that just like to blame everybody else. And if it's you're your feeling fault, seen Armin. right now, no, I didn't do and anything. It's and if your you're fault, all feeling Armin. seen right now, then you might want to look <laughs> in the mirror and reevaluate what the hell you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Oh, but I am one that I will wear uh, fault for things that really <laughs> there's no chance in hell it's my mm. fault. Uh, you know that that's just the uh, you know the Catholic guilt. Uh, from my childhood <laughs> staying with me. But in, in a society where most folks like to blame everybody else for everything else, right? Um, like Cobb, I think, will be introspective on this one. He's a veteran. He's been through the wars. Might he look at it, you know, once or twice? Go, oh, so close. Uh, if he, But he'll get over that fast, and he'll be mad at the pitch that he sent up there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. So let, let me just say this, because now I'm going to give you the rarest thing you will hear on this show, because it doesn't happen very often. But I'm a man. I have responsibility. I have beliefs. I have things that I know that are right. And I need to say that I was wrong. I was wrong. Mike Harmon, you were right and I was wrong. Wow. This is a monumental, a it seminal is. moment for the show. Jonathan Taylor 
remains an Indianapolis Colt. I was wrong. I was wrong. I told you last week, hey, this is happening. They want to get rid of him. It's emotional. Jim Ursay's made it emotional. He wants out. He wants to move on. They want to be... Uh, they want to be Richardson driven, and this is how they're going to do it. We've already put out there what we want in a trade. We're going to make it happen. Yes, I told you Monday he'll be dealt by Friday. On Wednesday, I doubled down. By the end of the day, Saturday, he's going to be gone. He is not traded today. His roster has moved down to 53. He is still on the physically unable to perform list, which means he's going to miss the first four games of the season. He can still get dealt before the mm-hmm. deadline, but it did not happen. And I was wrong, you were right, and I'm telling you, and, and, and the reason I was wrong, and that is a reason I was wrong, it's my fault that I was wrong. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not, I'm not one of those, well, there's a reason why I was wrong. No, 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 no. Because uh, that's what my wife does all the time. Every time she's wrong about something, there's always a reason for it. It's not like it happened. It's just it's, a reason. It's an excuse? I, yeah, or I, I just have to say it like this because I don't want her to hear me in the other room, but that's the whole thing. Oh, but, but I'm going to start singing. It no, was no, your no. fault. It was. There's a reason why I was wrong. There's a reason why. No, but let me tell you the the reason my I was wrong didn't work because it's <laughs> I was f- wrong because it's my fault. It's my <laughs> fault because I underestimated the capability and likelihood that Jim Ursay <laughs> and being the complete wild card that he is is going to screw it up and they weren't going to be able to make a trade. I I did not factor in of all the other things it's emotionally wants to move on. The guy did it to himself by saying if I die and Jonathan Taylor's uh not in the league nobody cares. He did it to him. but I underestimated the fact that he can completely blow things up even when it's of his own making and that's my fault. The wild card he is that is completely my fault. That's on me. That I was I was wrong. I didn't take that into account and I'm never going to do that again yeah see that that's what i was banking on in this whole thing uh-huh right i mean you were right you were right to bank on it yeah, you yeah were but, absolutely but, right but you know from the straight let's be logical let's go through this process sometimes it's good to just say hey we're done with this right if you're in a relationship where you know you're you're drifting and you know that it's there i mean at some point maybe you decide hey it's done or do you just let it linger forever ah let's keep going you know the george costanza (laughs) they can't fire me if they can't find me of course Uh, not or you can't break up with me if you can't find me believe Mm -hmm. it or not george isn't at home Mm -hmm. uh leave the message at the beep uh those kind of situations and from a logical standpoint yeah I, i agreed with you from the idea of all right, Taylor wants out. He thinks he needs to get paid somewhere else. And we don't know what the conversations are behind the scenes, right, uh, as to you know how it got to that point and where we're at and, and what could potentially be resolved by just saying, look, we're not paying you right now, but we've, we're really prepared. And, and Ursay did some of that during the process, but the other one was a sexier quote. I mean, saying, look, if I die and you move on, everybody uh, – Everybody will still play football and the league moves on. I get it. That's sexier. The other one was, we really like Jonathan. It's just not his time to get paid yet, which is business pragmatism for a guy coming off uh, of an injury and everything else. But that's not the hot, salacious, sexy headline the same way. Uh, But so while logically it would say, all right, they need to just break it off because the season started, Urza's just that guy going, yeah, I don't think so. And that's what I was banking on the entire time. Yeah, now, they want the, the equivalent right of a first-round pick. 
No, you, you completely <laughs> banked on all the right things. 100%. You banked on, I did not, and I did not. And that's, and that's my fault. Now, part that's of this, though, fault. Jason, is also having watched him, I think, bid against himself oftentimes for rock memorabilia. Okay. <laughs> and so knowing that he's a guy that he's going to get what he wants. In other words, if you're really not coming up to match his price for what he thinks Jonathan Taylor is worth, and this, again, goes back to the disconnect and everybody getting mad saying, well, they don't value him as a first-round pick. It's like, sure they do. They just want him to play under the $4 million deal that he's got for this year. I don't see why that's wrong. Why why extend a guy before you have to? How many times has that gone gone and jumped and bitten people in the ass before? Or say, uh, wasn't going down that road. Now, did it need to go as it did? No, we've talked about that ad nauseum. But when, when we look at it going forward, yeah, I, I think he's a guy that, I mean, you know what you have, right? I know what I have. Don't question me. And even if a someone did come with the offer that was in, on paper, the right offer, I had no conviction uh, at all that Ursay would just say, okay, cool, they met my offer, let's go. I was fully prepared for him to say, nope, that deal's off the table. We live in a different world than we did 30 <laughs> seconds ago. See, I took it from the perspective of he's so mad, he's so upset, he's going to do it. He's going to take the offer that comes in, the best offer that comes in, someone's going, and he just didn't do it. And he decided, no, no, I'm not going to do it. And here's the thing is that this is why I know he, sh- he screwed it up. He told everybody what they wanted or, or it got out there. We're looking yeah. for a first-round pick or the equivalent of a first-round pick. Do you really think all the teams that have been calling, were all, they were all low-balling him saying, we're not going to do it. How about a third-round pick and a seventh-round pick? How about a ninth-round pick? We don't have that anymore. doesn't matter. Ninth-round pick. <laughs> do you really think they all called to low-ball? No, these teams want Jonathan Taylor. You're calling to get it if you want Jonathan Taylor. Do you really think everybody lowballed him or this was maybe he was never going to trade him in the first place look i'm going to allow you a few days to think you can go out and get an offer and hey this is what we want go out there best of luck and when it comes down to it i'm just not going to trade you because i find it hard to believe that no team said that 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 no team gave a good offer to him and you know how i'm going to know this in the next couple of days you watch and see if there's Sources. A story comes out from an NFL insider somewhere. Sources. Team offered first rounder for Taylor. And Colts told them no. Or team offered a second and a third that could be a second and another second if Taylor met certain playing time, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You're gonna if you see that story the next couple of days, you know for a fact that this was Jim Ursay just doing his thing and screwing things up and and being the the meddling owner, the bad owner that he is. But I'm not gonna be surprised when you see that. Sources, team X, maybe we get the team, maybe we find out the Dolphins or somebody else. Team X, maybe we get the name of the team, maybe we just get unnamed team we get mystery team maybe your white (laughs) Sox were involved in it trying to figure out a way to get jonathan taylor uh hey mystery team team offered first round pick for taylor was told no was told we're not moving him for this or or then they were told it was a bait and switch then it was no we want two first round pick you're gonna see that story somewhere the next couple of days because i find it hard to believe that all the teams called them they all lowballed for jonathan taylor when he's somebody you in theory are calling to want to go get you're not calling to say Let's see if I get him for nothing. Well, we know what they're looking for. So, okay, let's see if we can make a trade. Yeah, I mean, the curiosity, you know, that goes with that is what were the dollars uh, and contract considerations that were part of it, right? Because that's the other, other shoe that had to drop in this was, all right, you found your trade and your trade partner. That means you're amenable to whatever those dollars were. And maybe that part of it didn't work either. 
right? Maybe maybe the other teams are like, well, we want to see how healthy that ankle is. We want to see what you do for us before we're going to put $26 million out there or whatever some fictional math was, three for 40. I heard people talking. I'm like, who's giving them three for 40? I, I, I don't know where that these numbers are. We're just grasping in the air saying, hey, it's going to be, you know, in line with McCaffrey and stuff. We learned nothing. We learned nothing. I, mean, I don't know on. that it was. I don't know there was going to be a three for. I, I saw. Hey, a few. I more saw that number a couple year, of times. Right. Yeah. I saw, but I thought, hey, especially when the Dolphins uh, restructured uh, Cedric Wilson's contract to free up three million dollars. I said, okay, they're going to give Jonathan Taylor three more million dollars this year, and then they'll guarantee him twelve million next year. That could be fifteen million. Let's just yeah, say, yeah, whatever that and you get him uh, for two franchise years. was going to be. Yeah, I thought that that's what I thought it was going. That, that that's what I saw as realistic, and it still didn't happen. But again, I was wrong. You were right. I was wrong. You were right, my friend. I was right 100%. about Jim Ursay. Yep, I will hang were. that banner yeah. just like he did yeah, that's for difficult. that uh, AFC title game. Let's that's go. Like, that's like hooking a Marlin by yourself, man. That's not easy to do. I was right about Jim Strap Ursay. Strap me in, baby. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, more cut-down day madness on the way. Keep it right here. Jason and Mike Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Dynasty the king, uh, king, uh. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? 
Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And on cut down day in the NFL, Trey Lance spoke for the first time since becoming a member of the Dallas Cowboys. He says it's a breath of fresh air to be with Dallas. He is excited to be here. Didn't expect anything one way or another, but it's not how a lot of people expected it to go. I'm here for a reason. I just want to find a way to help the team. Now, Trey Lance had all the right things today in, in coming to Dallas. I have a lot to learn, and I'm excited to learn from Dak Prescott, You know, Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year. He talked about that. So Trey Lance said all the right things. Oh, yeah. But we talked about this last night, and you can find it on social media, out Fox Sports Radio Twitter account. This trade was made to put a clock on Dak Prescott for upping his play or the Cowboys will replace him. Now you're looking at a quarterback room that is Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, who played very well last year. Not not Dak Prescott, but the Cowboys still won. Now you have a guy like Trey Lance's developmental quarterback. All of this is done to push Dak Prescott to new heights. We we told been telling you all offseason long. The failure against the 49ers changed things for Dak Prescott. And the Dallas Cowboys are looking for a way to say we need something better out of our franchise quarterback, or they will move on. And it doesn't mean they need to move on to Trey Lance or Cooper Rush. This 
is just th- this is just an example. Trey Lance is just an example of we will move on if you're not good. We're we're stockpiling quarterbacks now. Maybe these guys aren't our answer. Maybe we go get somebody in free agency. Welcome to Dallas, Kyler right? Murray. But if you don't step it up and you don't give us something more than that ridiculous egg you laid in the NFC Championship game, we will move on. Dak Prescott doesn't have guaranteed money the last two years of his deal mm-hmm. after this year, right? There's a dead cap hit for him, but there's no guaranteed money after this year. $30 million of his salary is not guaranteed. There's a lot of things the Cowboys can do money-wise. They can franchise it if they want to in 2020 and 2024. This is what we're doing. There's lots of things they can wind up doing. The fact that this is the last year before changes have to be made, they are putting a clock on Prescott. And this year becomes the year for Dak Prescott. If he doesn't come through, you're looking at the Cowboys accelerating that mark. And maybe it's after this year or at, at 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 least it's after next that Prescott's not going to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback anymore trust me everything has changed how they view him after that debacle in San Francisco yeah I mean I really like that my uh, terminology of a distressed property and liking it to um, you know townhouses or houses that uh, are in disarray unfortunate circumstances befall someone so they've got to let it go perhaps under market value and and that's what you're looking at Trey Lance we have no idea what he is but for a fourth round pick Jerry goes and he he gets to uh, put a little bit on Dak and he said all the right things today did Lance in terms of being welcomed in but we all watched the the video of that presser that Dak Prescott did yesterday. That was not a man happy with this move. That was not a man satisfied with where he stands. You don't think he went and had a conversation with Jerry Jones or his agent did after that? Mm-hmm. You're kidding yourself. I'm telling you, the clock is ticking. Tick, 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 tick. It's ticking for Dak Prescott. Exit out by Fresca. Exit Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. When may now go down as the worst baseball trade in recent memory. That's next, Fox. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. 
Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.